0: Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co publisher Marcello Yaya. And our entire front page this week is devoted to the national walkout as it played out locally. And we start with the story I wrote about a 13 year old girl, Sonari Ismail, at Farnsworth Middle School, who at age 12 founded the Interfaith Justice League for Muslims like herself and Hindus and Christians to work together and when she heard through social media about the national walkout she thought our school should really do this and she worked with Paige Miller president of the student council and the school principal Michael Laster and about 500 kids walked out and had a ceremony similar to the one at Gilderland High School. Here we see a balloon being released for each of the 17 students who were killed, students, staff, members who were killed at Parkland, Florida, exactly one month to the day from the time of the ceremony. And we're very grateful to Dr. Marie Wiles for letting our photographer, Michael Koffe, Go onto the closed campus because we think it's important to show what the students were doing to the world and their community at large. In Voorheesville, the student organizers had a real heart-to-heart conversation with Sean Mulcairn and were honest and courageous in dealing, talking about some of the own issues they face, self-harm and depression, and really gearing their ceremony towards people helping each other with those kinds of problems. Our editorial this week is based on last week's story about two Buddhists who lived in a retreat house, now owned by the town of Bern, once part of a Buddhist center on Switzkill Farm. And the new administration, with a new building inspector, decided that the Smoke alarm system and sprinkler system were faulty and gave them just two hours to vacate the premises. And we really feel that if it was unsafe, the town shouldn't have been renting it in the first place. And there are certainly better ways to have done that. We have another gem of a column by Dennis Sullivan. The art of letter writing is a has-been, he says, because we've rejected contemplation. We urge people to read that. Sarah Irish is trying to make people realize her generation can help the community too, and she is part of Encounter Services at the Redeemer Church in Gilderland, here helping at the City Mission. Caregivers' Corners is having an open house, explaining their worthwhile work, how you can help and they can help you. We have a letter from Tim Doherty up in Bern concerned about that situation we mentioned with the tenants being evicted. And another letter on the same subject from Ted Kunker, who's chairman of the Switchkill Farm Board and was never informed about this happening until he you know, learned about it after the fact. Mark Grimm, Albany County legislator, takes exception to a letter <clears throat> written last week. The old men of the mountain, John R. Williams, <laughs> says some of the old men say they're living in the best of times and others say, no, there are no best times page is dominated by Tarzan, who's Lucas Wilson, playing it in the Voorheesville upcoming production. We have a letter encouraging people to explore solar energy options from Suzanne Pollard. Gerard Hauser has written this again this week about zip codes and how, for instance, in Gilderland, many people have a Schenectady zip code, which means the tax money on Internet sales is going to the wrong county, and he's urging the legislature to do something about that. Carl Golke, who's very well informed on the prison system, having been part of its management for years, is responding to our front page story on the veteran um, who needed help and explaining ways he could have and should have gotten help without having to be arrested. And Bill Jordan of Gilderland is writing from the perspective of a kid who loved learning about hunting with his father and concluding that high-capacity magazines are not needed. Um, We also have a letter from Brad Spurleader. commenting on the Hiawatha Trails apartment complex proposal and looking at something other people haven't commented on. Um, His wife's a hydrologist, he's a geologist, and they're looking at how runoff could contaminate the town's water. H. Rose Schneider has a profile of a new hire at Burn Knox Westerlow. Lisa Rudd is going to be helping teachers use technology effectively in the classroom. And Rose also did a story on the process that was used to hire this fifth administrator for the school district. And under deadline pressure, after a late Tuesday night meeting and hearing in Knox, Rose produced a story so you can read in depth about the latest uh, hearing on this proposed business district in Knox, where Routes 156 and 157 intersect and A number of residents in the proposed district spoke out this time against it. We have a picture of Ellen Tossig, who is now the assistant superintendent of building and grounds at Gilderland, the first woman to hold that post, and she's here with Cliff Nooney, the super of building and grounds, and they're going to tag team and work together. Elizabeth wrote about a fire, small fire, that put out the power at Linwood and how the district had the kids waiting in buses and sent to the high school until parents could pick them up. And the superintendent said, without a terribly stressful situation, it was a great way for the school to practice the district its emergency plans. There are four open seats on the school board, three in, in the three-year posts are unsure if they'll run yet, but Alan Simpson, who was appointed, has said he will not be running. Elizabeth wrote about a new proposal for a building development called Fox Creek's Estate off of Hearst Road, Black, Tar- Creek. Black Creek. Yes, thank you. Fox Creek is up and burn. Um... Black Creek feeds the reservoir in Gilderland. This is a beautiful picture that Terry Conroy, a resident of Hertz Road, took showing the road canopy that neighbors hope will be preserved for the rural character. This is a map from an earlier master plan on that same piece of land, a suggestion that's different than what the developers are proposing. Millions of dollars in grants have gone been awarded to fund broadband in the hilltown and who better than rose schneider to unpack that for our readers and describe who will get what and how elizabeth has a story she's been following since last spring on the school district being sued when a seven-year-old student fell off of this piece of equipment broke both wrists it's equipment that someone her age shouldn't have been allowed to use, the suit alleged, and also claimed that her homeroom teacher, Timothy Haran, did not allow her to go and get medical attention throughout the day. Um, the district and Mr. Haran have settled for $117,000, and the portion that's going to the girl's family will be spent in a savings for her college education. We hope they can move forward happily from here. Sean took a good look at trails in our area and a plan by the Capital District Transportation Authority to um, interconnect them. Here we have bicycles at the start of the rail trail in Voorheesville, and the idea is that perhaps then they won't be used just for recreation, but for people, for instance, getting to work. Sean also had a story on a suit that was decided against the resident who had a sewer pipe break, and he did a lot of research that showed how nothing might have been wrong with the village inspection or the installation of the sewer pipe, but that a truck driving over a pipe that's buried four or five feet down can still be broken, and this is how. Rose had a very unusual fire story. In Bern, a man um, by the name of Andrew Preissner had asked to get a permit to burn down his house because he wanted to build a new one. He didn't get the permit, but he set the house on fire anyway. The log building, as you can see, burned to the ground, and he's been charged by the Department of Environmental Conservation um, because there's no crime in terms of insurance or bilking anyone. It's just you're not allowed to have an open burn blotters, arrests as usual, and we have a story by Elizabeth about David B. Wood being charged for sexual contact with two minors, and the Bethlehem police are hoping people that have any other concerns or allegations will call. Um, Also, the Bethlehem police had an arrest under Leander's law because this woman, they say, was driving drunk with two kids under 15 in her car, Uh, A shout out for um, Mary Tanner Rickner, who works in the Albany County District Attorney's Office and is one of two people statewide to be appointed to a post where she will be training police, prosecutors, and judges to better get successful convictions with drunk and drug drivers. In our business corner, there's a new business that's opened in Gilderland. It's called Astral Journeys, and its owner, Christine Siebold, has, she says, many psychic powers and is going to have a group for children with psychic powers and also developed her own tarot cards. Elizabeth has also written about Steve Oliver, pictured right here, getting an award for um, his extensive work helping veterans, but he's retiring from the Gilderland Highway Department where he's worked for 30 years and has most recently been superintendent. It's an elected position. Seniors are active, as always, in our area. And Michael Koff captured the 10th annual Dodgeball Tournament to raise money for the Altamont Food Pantry. Lots going on in our community. You can read all about it in our calendar. The annual fun and fundraising event at Altamont, the carnival that's used for end-of-the-year activities for the fifth graders. The Soak the doke booth disappeared when Mr. Doke retired, and Peter Brabant, The principal stepped into the slot, and here's a sponge hitting his face. Limbo was part of the fun, as was face painting. Other activities are the Elliott House Thrift Shop is opening. The Grange is inviting people to tour the North Shore. And the Thursday Musical Club, which has local women who sing in it, has a special concert honoring suffrage. I wrote about the Gilderland Players' upcoming production this weekend, a classic music man, and (laughs) this time they had, for the first time, a lot of kids, 10 elementary school children, including uh, Riley Better, who plays Winthrop and sings Gary, Indiana, here planning a kiss on the cheek of his sister, and there's the music man himself with 76 trombones, This is from our front page story, the kids in Voorheesville who had a memorial picturing those that were killed as well as reading about them. This is sent in from Congressman Paul Tonko. There was a display of 7,000 pairs of shoes, which is the number of children killed since the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012. And also has news of a new webpage set up by the governor of New York to try to handle concerns about gun violence in schools. This is Sanari Ismail, the powerhouse of a young woman who helped to organize the protest at, or the ceremony really, at Farnsworth Middle School. More very moving pictures by Michael Koff embracing during the ceremony. Very solemn, even crying students holding signs. Uh, They were four deep. It looked like most of the school was out there and part of it. Libraries always have a lot going on. The gals who play jazz quintet will be performing at the Gilderland Public Library. And at the Bethlehem Library, the Rubber Ducky Club had a measuring up activity where kids learned about measuring by playing with shapes classified ads. A new way to survey deer is being launched in New York after a pilot program last year, rather than committees, to, not to survey the deer, but survey residents about if deers are a nuisance, a benefit, what amounts should be controlled and how. Um, the Brain Injury Association of New York State is hosting a training session. They're a very worthwhile organization. We have three obituaries this week. Judith Newcomb who worked as a dental assistant and was also a mother and grandmother. Marty Sanderson, from here in Altamont, described by her family as a devoted mother of three, a devoted grandmother and great-grandmother. And Richard Gales, up in Bern, probably best known for being a judge and he had many aspects of community service, the fire department, and was also beloved by his family. And finally, we have Anthony Jim James Bader, a Navy veteran and lifelong resident of Westerlo, who died. After we go through our legal notices, we come to sports. And we thought it was new, but we found out it's decades old. Westmere has. Gym classes out in the wonders of snow. They have skis on hand, sleds, and this is a hill that's created by the snowplow piling up snow near the parking lot, and the kids really enjoy themselves and get to to see the season from the outdoors instead of in. The finale for the Voorheesville girls basketball team that had a magical run with upsets along the way, got all the way to the regionals, and were down at halftime, fought their way back brilliantly, and then lost in overtime. Congratulations, women, on a splendid season. Similarly, we commend the Gilderland bowling team, which made it all the way to the state competition in Rochester. And one girl on the team and the boys competed in the boys' division, finishing in eighth place. So, congratulations and have a good week.